This is episode 291 of the Wildlife Photography Podcast. In this episode, Andrew Talks Ethiopia. Hey everybody, my name is Jerry, I'm from WildEye, and in this episode I'm going to hand the mic over to Andrew Dankwitz, who is going to talk about Ethiopia. Now personally, I have never been, I haven't even gotten close to going, I would love to one day get there, and Andrew's going to be spearheading this for us moving forward as the expedition leader to host the trips there. He was there during December and New Year's, and... The way he's been speaking about it and the images that he's been producing, if you could just go look at his Instagram feed, is absolutely spectacular. So I'm going to hand you over to Andrew and um, find out more about Ethiopia. Have a good one. Enjoy. Hi, guys. My name's Andrew and I'm from Wild Eye. I'm an expedition leader with Wild Eye. And uh, today I want to chat about a particular expedition that we do here at Wild Eye, and uh, that uh, expedition goes to Ethiopia. It's a very, very, very special place, and for for many reasons, for for too many reasons to explain in one sitting. So, I'll do my best to do it justice um, in this podcast. But pretty much, I mean, Ethiopia has got to be one of the one of the most unique and diverse places on the continent, in the world, in fact. Um, in terms of wildlife, in terms of of history, in terms of culture, it really is mind-boggling um, how much you can take in on just one safari to Ethiopia and how um, how captivating that place is. So there's in, there's there's a, there's a thousand ways you can approach Ethiopia, and after a lot of research, we've we figured out for our indigenous culture and, and wildlife um, safari. To do it in a particular way that kind of includes barely what's quite beautiful about it, barely a fraction of what Ethiopia is all about, but it includes the highlights, the most well-known aspects of Ethiopia. There's many things about Ethiopia that are worth seeing, um, too many in one trip, to be honest. So this trip really uh, includes the, we could call it the best of Ethiopia. So it starts off in Lalibela, which is itself an incredible destination. Um, it's one of the holy cities. Ethiopia's Christian history goes back thousands of years. Some of the oldest scrolls um, in the world come from some of the churches in Ethiopia. And, and these churches themselves are what's really interesting about Lalibela. Lalibela has 11 of these churches, although the history, Christian history of Ethiopia is scattered all over the country. Um, Lalibela is really one of the more famous cities because of its 11 churches that it has within its, um, well, within the mountainside. And these churches are carved down into the rock. Literally, it's one piece, each church. And these churches are, are, are big. You could fit, you know, 100 people in some of them. Um, are carved down into the rock. And then the carvers would carve through what we, we see now as the windows of the church and then hollow out these churches. And there's a number of different theories as to why they did it. And one of them was that they would be hidden from invading um, Muslim armies who intended, intended to take over the region. But there are various theories. And, and in this area, you'll have a site guide with us that um, who who who's from Lalibela, who knows the churches, but like the back of their hand and their history. And I mean, it's just, it's incredible to listen to what he has to say about their history. And, and the churches are still active, which is what's also amazing. So they... 
Um, there's pilgrims coming in all, uh, all the time. Some of them have, have walked for three weeks. Um, and there's priests that are resident uh, in the churches. They're teaching disciples a lot of the time. You can hear them singing. You can hear hymns being sung a lot of the time. And there's just a really, a really magical aurora around these churches where um, it's such a holy place and has been for so long uh, and the artwork inside is really stunning and because they're built into the ground this is where the photography side of things gets really interesting there's there's only certain parts of the churches which which get light the light has to has to come through certain gaps to find you or, or your subject at the bottom of uh, the, 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 the 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 gully that's been cut around the churches to get around so you have to bear in mind first thing you have to be respectful of the pilgrims and the priests and and everybody who's doing their daily stuff there and they don't really take note of you but you need to get make sure you're not in their way while while they're praying so you can often find yourself sitting in a spot and you can really test your imagination when you're trying to take images here and you look at the light you look at the way it's falling you picture where your subject would like to be you sit you wait you wait you see if one of the priests come you gesture at him if i can take a photograph um, or if you're far away, you can just take it anyway. If it's um, if it's too far to identify the person, it's fine. And you take these really big, beautiful, stunning images of of the priests in this in this holy place. So you don't get a lot of pictures, but it's really rewarding to to see some of the images that you get uh, from the place. And it really is a, a, a for anybody who's done it for the first time. It's a big learning curve, and it and it and um, it makes you rethink the way you take pictures, the way you have to. Uh, make sure your subject and your background have a, a really strong relationship and, and they're both working well for each other and you can take your time to set up images and think about the why and the image and the how. So it's a really, really special place. And aside from the photography, I mean, just just being there is, is one of the most captivating places on earth and, and some of the oldest churches on earth, some of, the, some of them are almost a thousand years old. So a very special place indeed. From here, we go via Gondar, we don't stop in Gondar, we carry on going to the Simeon Mountains. The Simeon Mountains on their own are worth flying any amount of time, any amount of distance to see. Absolutely stunning mountains, very unique mountains. They fall away um, and uh, instead of cascading and you can't really see the end of them, you literally drive along their apex and you can see it falling away to the northern valleys of Ethiopia. Hundreds and hundreds of meters until you can't see anymore. So it's the, one of the most beautiful sites I've ever seen, if not the most beautiful site I've ever seen in, in uh, Africa. And um, what lies at the top of these mountains is what's really special. Two animals that are both endemic. Ethiopia has the highest level of endemicism in, in, in Africa, which means the highest number of animals that only exist in Ethiopia, mountain and yala, Ethiopian wolf. And then what we see in the Simeon Mountains, the Chilada baboon or monkey, and the Walia ibex. The baboon is what we is, is the main focus. They they can be in troops of hundreds and they're habituated to people, so you can just walk amongst them, which is absolutely brilliant. And being a, a, a the only strictly grass eating ape, um, the you know you know if you were <laughs> if you were amongst a troop of 200, 300 chakma baboons, you probably wouldn't be able to breathe. The smell would be so bad. But because they're grass eating, the dung's like like cattle dung. So. You don't even see it, you don't even notice it. And um, it's just incredible. You can sit amongst them and they kind of look at you and, and keep going and go about their business. So you can watch them literally for the whole day if you want. You find them usually in the mornings. You get out from the lodge and you go up and down the cliffs looking for 
the baboons in. And this is exactly where you want to catch them. You want to catch them on the cliffs when they're sunning themselves or at the end of the day when they're about to go down the cliffs. They, they sleep on the cliffs for safety reasons. That's where you want to catch them. You want to catch them with the cliffs cascading behind them, the Simeon Mountains dropping off behind them. That's the really big image that you want to, want to capture in terms of photography. But as an experience, sitting there with them all day, they're always messing with each other, always fighting. You can imagine 300 uh, baboons in one place and about 20, 25, 30 maybe um, uh, different um, uh, family groups with dominant males. There's always gesturing and fighting and, and nonsense going on. So it's really entertaining and really special experience um, in terms of a wildlife point of view to sit with those baboons. And you can fill the memory card, you can watch for an hour, take photos for an hour. Every now and again, those baboons will move and there'll be a big image coming and you'll be firing away. And then sometimes you can just sit in the shade of a tree and just be amongst them and watch them, let them entertain you, which is really special. And once you've had enough of that, you can go up high, right into the peaks of the Simeon Mountains is where the Walia Ibex is found. Very special, very magnificent, beautiful, big horned, um, Ibex species that's only found in those mountains. There's only 500 of them left and they're relatively easy to find in those mountains and also very relaxed. You can almost get out the car and you, in fact you can get out the car and walk you know, quite close to them and get, get nice images and walk alongside them and just seeing them is a really special thing because they were saved from the brink of extinction and now are, their numbers are slowly, slowly climbing and coming back. So yeah, the Simeon Mountains on their own, plus the wildlife there has to be one of the top places in Africa to visit. And then after, <coughs> after that, excuse me, a brief stop in Gondar. Gondar's got historical value um, almost to match that of, uh, of Lalibela, uh, but not necessarily its Christian history. It was the, actually the history of the royal, the kings of Lali of Ethiopia used to have their enclosures in Gondar. And um, uh, Ethiopia being the only African country that has never been uh, colonized. A lot of that history lies in Gondar where the kings used to have their enclosures where the Italians tried to colonize um, Ethiopia. The British uh, fought the Italians back. Um, in fact, the Italians tried twice to, to colonize Ethiopia. And, and Gondar where these royal enclosures are is just the most amazingly built enclosures with these immense swimming pools. and. Um, just a really unique experience in itself. We don't spend a lot of time here, but we get in the history, you take a day tour, and we learn about the enclosures um, before carrying on to the Omo Valley. Now, the Omo Valley really is um, a unique place. Um, it was only about a decade ago when, when one of the tribes, the Termi tribe, was documented by National Geographic, where the kind of Omo Valley tribes um, became known to the world. So they really, re really are, could be, could be called forgotten tribes and um, are really unique. I mean, there's, there's uh, eight tribes in that valley, I think, eight tribes, yeah, eight tribes, yeah, eight tribes down in that valley. And each one of them are incredibly different to the next, completely different. There's no, there's almost no similarities. You'd, you would almost put one tribe you know, in Central Africa, one tribe in Northern Africa and one tribe in Southern Africa, and you'd go, okay, yeah, the seeing as though they're so spread apart, that's, you know, the, that's the reason why they are so different, but these tribes are all right next to each other and all so different. The Hammer tribe like to use ochre, they like to be painted red, they rub it into their hair, they look very red the whole time, they like bronze, jewelry, 
um, and they stand out quite like the Carroll tribe love white paint. They've always got this white paint all over them like zebras. They've got all this paint. They paint themselves every morning. The Mercy tribe have these massive plates and their lips can reach about 15 centimeters wide and huge rings in their ears as well. Um, so these tribes are, 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 are really, really, really unique. And um, not only are they incredible to photograph, they, and, and portraiture is a, is a different ball game completely. And, and it really does stretch your imagination. And, and um, it really does teach you a lot about eyes and subject positioning and the feeling of an image and, and how to get the most out of your subject. So from a photographic point of view, there's, there's few people, uh, few tribes and people in the world that are more interesting to photograph than the Omo Valley tribesmen. And, um, you know, aside from the photography, just being there and learning about their completely outrageous, sometimes bizarre cultures. But, um, you know, they all, you know, these tribes have been almost not known to the world until quite recently. So you can understand why they're so different. But um, they are, they, they really are interesting and, and learning about them is really fascinating. And you come out of it with extraordinary pictures of of these people in their in their genuine attire and genuine um, in their genuine undisturbed state, which is really special. And that rounds off our best of of Ethiopia safari, our indigenous culture and people and um, indigenous culture and wildlife safari. It really does capture some of the most unique parts of Ethiopia, and um, leaves you with a very di- diverse portfolio of wildlife, unique wildlife, wildlife never not found anywhere in the world, cultures and people as well, also not found anywhere in the world, completely unique. So a diverse portfolio um, of, of, of images and, and, and experiences above all else. I hope you enjoyed, guys. That's Ethiopia. If you have any questions, do let me know. It's a fascinating place. Let's get out there. Cheers for now.